Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Alala Show Season 4 Mix Number. Five, hey, right? Yes, correct. <laughs> yes. It's always a game. It's a fucking game a every mystery. single week. It's a mystery. It's like, why don't we just talk about it? Why yeah. don't I put it down on the paper? You nah, know what I mean? Nah. We like, like to live dangerously you know, on the podcast. I know. <laughs> live life on the edge, my friend. But hello, welcome to the podcast. This is Rika and JC. And this is the time where we talk about random stuff. Random yeah. stuff. Yeah, the Halala <laughs> show where we talk all the randomness, but we do have a little bit of a structure to it. That's so true. we start by talking about our lives in a segment called Where You Been. And we discuss all the intricacies of our weekly happenings in Bristol for Rico in the UK. <laughs> I don't know what's going on over there. So I, I, I always like to know what, what happens in Bristol weekly. I'm, oh, I'm it's popping, man. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, and then we have the TTs for today, uh, the trending topics. What are we talking about today, friend? Okay, so we're going to talk about the drop that was made in the drag world, which is Drag Den Philippines. Mm-hmm. So um, they did a teaser, I think, just today or yesterday. I'm not okay. sure about the time difference anymore. Okay, just like right. Dude, get off my back. The time difference is so... <laughs> I always have to ask Rico when we record. I know. Uh, it's what always day and time. And time. Do you want to record? <laughs> and then when she says the time, I'm like, is that my time? Or your time? And I always I forget that I'm ahead of you. But I always yeah, think that you're seven. Yeah, oh, wait, eight? Eight seven hours, hours ahead. But I keep thinking no. that you're a day behind, which is not that eight hours isn't that far. Actually, yeah, it's not far. It. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, so that's what we're going to talk about. And then we're also going to talk about hashtag RIP Jimmy Fallon. Wait Who's a minute. Who's not dead, by the way. He's not, not dead. dead. Okay. Very uh, alive. Uh, but that was the hashtag. And then we're also going to talk about a basketball player named Isaac Humphreys. You might not know him. He's not very famous. Uh, like he's not okay. like LeBron James, Stephen Curry famous. He plays in Australia in a professional basketball league. But he actually just did something really brave and really inspirational, I would say. Uh, and on online, he actually came out publicly as gay, which makes him now the only openly gay player in a top men's basketball league in the entire world. Oh, wow. And uh, he posted a video on Twitter, which was uh, it was like two or three minutes long where he did it in front of his teammates. We'll talk about it uh, later, but it, it, I think it's a it's a nice story to uplift and then just share yes. all right here on the podcast and we have some random reddit today yes we found some random reddit that was just posted on reddit uh six hours ago and the question is i'm gonna tell you guys right now so that you guys can just like think about it mm-hmm. what's the reason you stop being someone's friend and we oh. found very interesting answers and i feel like we also have answers for this yeah they're because, very relatable to some of the top answers. yeah yeah you know? there are there are some that are just like 
petty. Really long. <laughs> oh, okay. No, yeah, it's yeah, this. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's like the stories are very specific, but there are a lot of answers that are like, yeah, I kind of have the same reason why yes. I'm not someone's friend anymore. But anyway, <laughs> that's what we're going to talk about in the podcast today. And yeah. I believe last week I started... So you go first. Yeah. And by the way, you you can jump to the timestamps if you want to skip through any of those. Uh, But yeah, let's start with my week. I had some live hostings, Rika G. Live hostings are back. I miss. What about hostings of Bristol? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. (laughs) Welcome, (laughs) Bristol. They probably they're probably like expecting somebody with a British accent, probably. No, but that what's that's what makes it even cooler. I know. You know. It's like, oh my god, who is this girl? I've never seen her before in the hosting the Bristol. I'm sure there's a Bristol hosting circuit out Maybe. there. Maybe you need to get in there, man. Uh, yeah. But I had some hostings. I I hosted a debut this past weekend at Edza Shang. Nice, uh, really nice setup, man. It was like a space themed one. And they, they're instead of the 18 roses, they called it the cosmos. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But that's like a normal, that's like a normal, like, yeah, I know. It was just, it, 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 it was, but it was nice, like the, the design of everything, the, the lighting. Oh, that yeah. They used. yeah. Yeah. So shout out to LaBelle. LaBelle is the, the name of the events company that handled all of that. So LaBelle, and they had this great light show. Like it was these dancers and they were spinning these, these lights. It was like a really, it looked like you were at EDC Ooh. or something. You know, those, 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 uh, festivals like that they have for, yeah. those, I forgot kind of music that is, but the Tugs Tugs house. Music. Is it house or EDM? Mm-hmm. What's the difference? EDM. I really I think don't it's know the same. Difference. Is it? Maybe there's like a slight difference. You want to put money but... down on that? You're no, I don't. <laughs> also, don't come, don't come for me if it's like totally different and you're like, it's not the same. Hey, you know what's big? You know what was big in the in the UK where I think that's where it orig- originated. Yeah, garage, it's ga- garage, oh. garage. They call it garage music. Have you oh, heard of what that? is yeah. that? I don't know. It's, it originated from the UK apparently. Garage. Yeah, I don't know about that, but I do know a lot of people here who like like house music. House, like Bristol. dance EDM, yeah, oh, wow. and in like in the UK in general, you know, like lasers and neon colors on your body and oh, shit yeah. like that, like yeah. taking drugs and yeah. shit. So that was you know, the, the, the nice. <laughs> we don't condone that. There's no, no drugs in the debut, that. by yeah. the way. But no, 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 no. <laughs> but uh, I get, I get it. I get it. Um, but yeah, it was a cool light show, and uh, the family was was really nice and everything. And I have another debut hosting this weekend, so it seems like things are kind of rolling. Rolling back down that way, you know, uh, mask off, <laughs> mask <laughs> off. And um, I also had another event prior to the debut this past Friday. I, I drove to Pampanga. We had an event for NLEX, by the way. NLEX and Nickelodeon oh, wow. of all collaborations. NLEX had a collaboration with Nickelodeon. And they, it was like an outreach to kids on road safety. They had a road safety boot camp and everything. Mm-hmm. And it was tied in with this Nickelodeon show called Paw Patrol. I don't know if you are familiar oh. with uh, Nickelodeon shows now. I dude, do know the, Paw Patrol for some reason. Dude, the quality, <laughs> like they were playing clips of the show. It's a 3D animation show. Like the the quality is so good. I don't know how many episodes they churn out, but. I can only imagine, like, because back in the day, they didn't really have 
weekly 3D animated shows. Yeah. It was always hand-drawn like, like Hey Arnold or Dexter's Lab, right? Or Powerpuff Girls, all 2D. I, I don't know if it's more difficult to do that, like 3D versus 2D. I, I'm not an, a digital artist, but I would assume it takes more resources to do 3D, right? Mm-hmm. I was just so impressed that the Paw Patrol show, I was actually Aluna Leosa show. I was watching the clips. I was like, yeah, I kind of want to see what happens. They kind of show, you know, for <laughs> Can you real. imagine? Dude, it's actually a pretty fun show. It's these dogs that have superpowers and they help the the, the people in the town. And the one oh. episode, yeah, they showed like a teaser episode of a bridge falling and the dogs were like saving people on the bridge. And then they cut it. Like they're like, watch it on Nickelodeon. Like, what happens? Bridge, <laughs> I want to I wanna know. <laughs> Did they save their people? They have so many like like different doggies. One can fly, one has power, like strength. One ha- one can grow like Ant-Man and one can shrink. It's so it's so cute. <laughs> anyway, shout out to Nlex so it's, and to it's kind of like CSI Miami, but no, dogs. it's like what it's like Avengers. 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 <laughs> Avengers. <laughs> dog. <laughs> like crime fighting, oh, you know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> like this is her ratio. Have you ever watched CSI Miami? I have not, but that's not it's where my mind bit. went to. You know, <laughs> Sorry. thinking of uh, <laughs> Horatio. Horatio. Uh, but yeah, so those are the live events that uh, that kind of took place. Oh, last night we watched this movie in the theaters called The Menu. Very strange film. Wait, I think I've seen the trailer? a trailer on mm. TikTok. Yeah. Yeah, it is a strange movie. It stars Anna Taylor-Joy, who you might know from The Queen's Gambit. Uh, yeah. Nicholas Holt, who if you ever watched The British Skins or or if you watched uh, Dead Warm Oh warm my bodies. gosh, that was my life. Yeah. That was my life in college, The British Skins. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Nicholas I love Holt. Nicholas Holt. Yeah, Nicholas Holt. And... Uh, the main guy in the film is Ralph Fiennes, a.k.a. Uh, Lord Voldemort from the Harry Potter movies, right? So the story, I'm not going to spoil it, but basically these guests attend this uh, restaurant in the middle. like It's a, like on an island. And Ralph Fiennes, who plays the head chef, he there's just something weird that happens during the dinner service. That's all I can really say. And I, I actually don't recommend that you watch the trailer because I think the trailer as usual shows too much like trailers nowadays i feel like show too much but even after watching the trailer you're still going to wonder what's going on so if you want to see the trailer just to see should i watch this uh then go ahead but if you can go into it blind i think you would appreciate it more it was pretty good i i would say it's pretty good i feel like the execution could have been a Mm -hmm. little bit better but overall i enjoyed the film it's a it's a dark comedy I think that's what it is. It's not horror. There's like some thriller elements to it, but I would call it a dark comedy. And it was it was it was entertaining. So the menu that was last night. But did I watch another movie? I talked about Wakanda Forever, right? Yeah, last week I did. Wakanda yeah, Forever. Yeah, man. Uh, other than that, I've just been on my grind. Tomorrow I'm going to the hospital to get some checkups on all my worldly problems. All your bones. All my all my, your my, joints. My, my joints. I have to check out my gout. I have to see if I have to like really get on some medication for real, for real. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's something, I feel like there's something in my ear. Like, have you ever had pressure in your ear? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever felt that. 
I don't know. I feel like there's, there's a little pressure in my ear and it hasn't gone away. So I have to get that checked out. I think it's a, do you get I vertigo. I don't get vertigo. So, thankfully. but I do know it's like something with the ears, right? I think you so have balance, to get that. Yeah. 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 You kind of have to get that checked too. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go tomorrow and figure all that wow, out. Wow. Weekend plans. Yeah, Woo! man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. medicine. Yay. Shot, shot, shot. <laughs> Uh, dude, I really think it's when you hit 30, man. I, I think that's when all the, you know, life is, it's like a reality check, I guess. I, I feel yeah. like at 30, I don't know if anyone who's turned 30 can attest, but I, I think when you turn 30, your body's like, hey, man, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> stop your stop shit. Stop whatever you're doing right now. <laughs> stop your shit. Get, get your act together. <laughs> because it's just it is just oh my goodness man it is it's a it's 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 not fun dude it is not fun all the stuff that has been like hurting my body it's it's not fun and then people always you know talk about it like older people always talk about it and then Mm -hmm. i never believed them until recently so take care of yourselves um i know um my mom I, I met up with my mom just a little quick sh- uh, shout out to my mom we had at no nos i love uh-huh. no nos ginugulo give her a break <laughs> <laughs> no because she she had to fly to japan so it was my last night to see because i don't think she's coming back for the holidays so it was kind of okay. my or like our last time together this year so we had at no nos i gotta recommend again the cream cheese wonton thingies so good so good Cheat. Uh, and then the day after that, I met up with Mart, our friend Mart. Uh, oh, yeah, I saw. Lao Taipei, baby. Instead of the the pork chops. Did you get the pork chops? Oh, Do you get the- no, we got the God, chicken chops. You chop. should check. Yeah. Okay. No, I think it, I'm, I meant the chicken chop. Yeah. Chicken <laughs> chop. And then their, their Lao Taipei fried rice was mm. fucking bomb. Yeah, dude. Their beef satay no- uh, noodles, solid. Uh-huh. And then we got the Shaolong Bao, which was also actually pretty flavorful. And, yeah, and it's uh, pretty, um, like it's bang for buck. Like there's a bunch. What I, yeah, they dude, serve for a bunch, both right? of us, it cost us a thousand pesos total. And yeah. we were so full. Like we could have probably taken stuff home, but we did it. Like you are missing out if you haven't had Lao Taipei. Go check it out. Yeah. It's like in Capitolio and you can see it right away. It's like in the main street. Yes. Right as you enter Capitolio. And then behind that, you can have coffee. At 1C. Hell yeah. At 1C. Dude, you know what they say, right? China, and, uh, Taiwanese food and, and coffee. The, the yeah, dude. ultimate pairing. Right? Yeah, it's the best. Oh, Sorry, I miss Lao Taipei. Lao yeah. Taipei would highly recommend it. But other than Da-bam. that, it's, it's been a pretty chill week uh so just just kind of keeping busy oh uh, my uh, last thing i guess is uh warzone 2 came out <laughs> the new warzone game that you know the first warzone game ruining people's schedules i know <laughs> all I, over it, the world <laughs> because it dropped at 2 a.m earlier today mm-hmm. so I, I stayed up last night after watching the menu in the theaters i just kind of stayed up and then uh waited for my cousins to play they all hopped on and we played for until maybe seven or eight in the morning and it was fun, but I will say, and I was telling Rika before we recorded today, it doesn't hit the same as the first one. And right. mm. a lot of people are saying that maybe it's the mechanics of the game, which is true. Like there's a lot that's changed from the original, but there was a certain uh, a certain appeal to playing the first one because it was the pandemic and everyone was kind of work from home or staying at home and you would just sink hours into it. 
forgetting about the pandemic at the time, but now that things are, you know, rolling again, maybe that's also yeah. a reason why it's not as appealing. And there's, I think there's a truth to that. So I don't know if any gamers out there can kind of feel the same, but playing games during the pandemic was such a big help for me. It was like yeah. such a, uh, what do you call this? It, it was a, not only was it something to keep me distracted, but it really was something that kept my mental health in check, in check. I would say. Yeah, for <laughs> but real. I feel like there are there are a lot of things like that with different people. Uh, there are a lot of things that started during the pandemic that I feel like if you do it now, it won't hit as hard. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it won't have the same effect as you, you know. You know, sushi bake doesn't really taste I mean, the same. Dude, <laughs> no, just kidding. It, I get it. You know, ube pandesal is, is yeah, it just... doesn't really taste the same. Yeah, you need to have a little bit of fear of death to eat. Yeah. <laughs> and make it you like that way. <laughs> it's yeah you know what i feel like that's it you, you kind of like you I kind of like appreciate being a, being a right you kind of like appreciate these little things more with that looming threat <laughs> of real. you know like having a virus in your body <laughs> so like even the very simple ube pandesal you're like damn this is so amazing and people yeah. kind of like compare different ube pandesals from different you know places yeah remember um remember um the cake tin the cake, cake the cake oh, in a tin cake in a, yeah well they that was kind of popping before payunga no uh, oh really yeah the i like the le sucre lab le sucre lab yeah which is good oh so that lab. was even before i thought yeah. it was like but during you know, the pandemic but you know what i bet you there's like some conspiracy theory right like when you get the, when you get the the vaccine it changes your taste buds or, uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. That'd be crazy, right? Imagine all the like the, just the spreading lies. Oh yeah, man. You know, Ubi tasted better before my Pfizer, and then <laughs> it just didn't hit the same. You know? Dude, everything tasted better when I got my um. What's what's the name of my vaccine? Oh, the um, Sputnik. 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 <laughs> you, you, you can speak Russian after taking that. Oh my that. god. Oh man. Anyway, that that's my week, man. I, I nothing really. There's just eventful events, right. but other than that, nothing big or life changing as of now. Uh, right. Finn, Finn, how about you, friend? Okay, so let me just um, what do you call this? Kind of like add on to that thought of yours that you know sometimes trailers um, show too much. Oh yeah, because I feel like I already get the movie of Bones and all bef- before even watching the whole movie, and I find it so interesting. You know that movie with Timothy Chalamet, Timothy Chalamet, Timothy Chalamet, um, Bones and all. Yeah, Bones and all, and she's with uh. Tay Russell, Taylor, Taylor Russell, Russell. There we go. Yeah. So anyway, it's like a movie coming out. I don't know when it's coming out, but I really want to watch it. But after watching all of the trailers and all the special features and all the special trailers and whatever, I feel like I already Wait. watched the movie. Dude, okay, so I've never heard of this movie, but the the, the top, uh, like the Wikipedia page. Let me just read the top, okay? It's a okay. 2020, <laughs> 2020. I haven't seen any trailers. By it's a twenty twenty two coming of age. <laughs> 
romantic cannibal road film? It is, <laughs> dude. Dude, let me tell you. Let me tell you right now. It's it, it's not a spoiler because it's in the trailer. But no. there's a time there. You know how uh, coming of age movies have like sleepovers in them. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. this one, this one had a sleepover with four girls, and okay. then they were just painting their nails. You know, like admiring their beautiful shiny nails. Okay. And then one of the girls kind of just like reached, um, reached onto the one of the one of her friend's uh, fingers, uh-huh. and then just bit it off. Oh. <sighs> Like, bigla na lang yung pinasok sa bibig. Tapos parang kinain niya talaga. And like, you kind of see how hard she was biting into the finger. Not the nail. The finger. I heard and it that was you like, can bite through a finger. Like, you can bite through your own thumb, like, easily. You just can't do it because you're afraid to do it. Yeah, but because, I, I hear it's, yeah, because it's you. I yeah, it's so it's... <laughs> I don't know. From who? Who? Your I don't friends? know. I'm just saying. <laughs> you guys, you guys, it's just like, you know, conversations over coffee. Cannibal Road film. I know. But that's the thing. It's like a coming of age movie. It has all the elements of a coming of age movie, but they're both cannibals. And they go across it's a trip so, in America. It's yeah. They embark on a road trip. Cannibalistic lovers embark on a road trip across America. But okay, let's just suspend reality over here, okay? What are the likelihoods of you finding another cannibal while you're running away from your family? It's like it's and especially in that setting where I I feel like they're in the states or something. It's it's a vast land. It's like what are the odds yeah, that you run into another it is diba, parang serendipity? Right. But but eating human meat dude damn like how do you even uh i'm trying to think you know like thinking out loud how do you approach that if you're what not you sure no no i'm just saying right let's say oh, you're a cannibal, if you're not right? sure if, no, if okay. you're a cannibal and you meet someone you're like hmm, this guy I, I, I get cannibalistic vibes from him but you don't want to ask straight up Right, I so, feel like this is. I feel like this is the best way to find out yeah, when like, you're about. Wait, when you're about to bite them, they're also about to bite you, no. and then you guys wait. Like, oh shit, dude! And then, and then you guys both stop, and you're like, "What?" what? <laughs> yeah, chicken, you know, right. it's not a hickey anymore. <laughs> it's it's like flesh. I feel like. I feel like that's the best way. That's the best way to find out that somebody's a cannibal when you're about to bite them and they're also about to bite you. So you both stop and then you're like, let's become lovers. There must be a, like, I know it not to make light of it or anything, but there must be some sort of underground cannibal. Oh, for sure. I feel, you know, the internet, you know, the dark net is full of weird shit. And I feel like there are a lot of people who kind of like fantasize it, but never really act yeah, on it. Uh, you know what name? I mean? Like, uh, what's the name that he got canceled for it? Uh, Army Hammer. Oh yeah, Army Hammer. Army exactly. Hammer. It's, Although he did have you know some what I sexual mean? Like, assault shit. That was more of the serious thing. But he he a yeah. lot of people bashed him for that as well. Yeah. So I feel like you know that's one of the reasons why there are like undercover cops or whatever on the dark net just to see that you know who are these people talking about cannibalism and like if. I guess that's also like one of the reasons why they're being surveillance surveyed. Surveyed. Well, surveyed sounds wrong because then it's like you're no. giving them a pen and paper. Surveillance. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> that's that's why they're, you know, they're being watched. There we go. <laughs> surveilled. Is surveilled. Surveilled. <laughs> um, it's because it's kind of like, 
you don't want you like you can't really arrest them for anything until they do something but you don't you also don't want them to do anything right yeah actually that's it's not, so that's it's so weird hold, in, hold up in court you think like if they say hey i want to eat this person mm-hmm. uh no but, no i'm just saying like Hey, okay, so hey, like I know, oh, yeah. in the room. You could, you could, you could defend yourself saying it's a sexual thing. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. B, it's not. It's not like you're saying I want to kill this person. You're mm-hmm. saying I want to eat this person, not necessarily kill them. Maybe you just want to nibble on their 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 fingers, <laughs> right? Like some finger food, <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, but, but that's the thing. Cause I feel like if you have like prior activities that could lead up to you murdering somebody and eating them, I feel like. At that level or at that point, you can already act on it. Like it can hold up in court. Like one with Army Hammer with having, you know, sexual assault yeah, um, yeah, yeah. stuff before and then having those fantasies as well. Is it illegal right? to I, yes. I don't know. I, I don't know. But no, 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 no. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Let me explain. <laughs> I'm just trying to think if you are a cannibal, right? Like, okay. Is it illegal to be a cannibal? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, it's not illegal to be vegetarian. It's not illegal mm-hmm. to be because cannibals eat real food too, right? Like they can't just survive on humans. That's yeah. impossible. Also, here's another question of mine. If you eat one time, yeah, does it make you, you already... cannibal for life? Yeah, for life. But I, I feel like it is. Nah. I feel like you are. I don't think so. Well, that's telling, yeah, okay, it kind of makes sense. No, no, no. Me. Yeah, that makes sense. Because if you eat meat before and you decided to be a vegetarian or a vegan, yeah. It just means that, yeah, dude. And you wouldn't be curious, Rika G. Real talk, man. No, like a, no, no, I, like a, like a, like a, just a little bit of skin chicharron. No, like ever. It's I feel small. Like Come on, I would you want to. Come on, no, Come I'm on. curious <laughs> to the liar. point. I would no, it. I swear, I would never. I am very much like specific with things that I put in my body, <laughs> okay. and I would prefer it not to be another body. <laughs> Honestly, I would feel curious just to be like, I wonder what it tastes like. I, I would be so curious. Uh, oh my, okay, I would be curious. I, get it. I would be curious, and no, if there were no legal I repercussions, like, I think I would just give it a shot. Well, I feel like a lot of people would do that too if there were no legal repercussions. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it doesn't really. I don't think it like if it was taken like, legally, like if it was sort, if it was sourced uh, properly, right? Like that is where vol- we are different, my right? friend. If someone, <laughs> and if someone volunteered just to like for an experiment to donate some of their skin, like a skin graft, but for chicharron, <laughs> you wouldn't be like, huh. I mean, you and I, I mean, are very different, my I'm friend. Just thinking, it just, <laughs> dude, you're not curious. It's I'm really curious. not. I'm not. Really, feel- I'm not even into cannibals. I'm just thinking that it would be so. <laughs> yeah, you know, like it would be. Yeah, scary. I mean, like it would be the most exotic thing that you've ever <laughs> For real. I, so but weird. you know what? I feel like my curiosity would would just take me up to the point where. I interview a cannibal or something. Like, I really want to okay. know what's in their head. Right. You know, like, what it really tastes like. But I would never really ingest Yeah, but it you'll myself. never understand. Until but here's learn. a thing. Here's a thing. I feel like it's really a society thing because I do know that there are some, like, tribes out there or a group yeah, of people that really probably, just... Probably. It's accepted. Did you watch that movie, by the way, before we move on from here? <laughs> Okay. The, the, <laughs> that was a really long conversation you, you ever about cannibalism. Was it Fresh? Have you ever seen that movie? Yeah, mm. the movie Fresh with uh, the Winter Soldier guy, Sebastian Stan. Uh, basically, no. 
it's a it's a it's a thriller slash well it's more of a thriller than horror but it's a thriller slash horror of uh this girl she meets this guy who's like really like good looking and perfect whatever and it turns out he is a cannibal and he sells uh he he kidnaps people and sells their meat to like highest bidders Jeez. it's pretty it's a pretty solid movie like i it was pretty entertaining and all right let me watch one cannibal movie per month Hell so yeah. that i can shake it go. off first before <laughs> before watching another one <laughs> but yeah what, um, bones I, and all huh what bones a, and all it has timothy chalamet i like timothy chalamet i think he's really um like he's perfect for the movies. Like he really picks good movies to be in. Um, I didn't really watch Dune because I don't. I don't I tried to watch really Dune. I was that. so bored. Dude. I felt like it was a little slow, so I never really put myself in that position to not like a movie. So I just kind of like pushed it aside. Mm-hmm. But and other like movies, I think he's re- spot on with picking his movies and like how he wants to look like in the movie world, I guess. But anyway, okay. um, so bones and all, I'm going to try to watch that, <laughs> but I do recommend you guys, you know, try watching the trailers. What a tangent. Huh? What a tangent I know. Huh? Really interesting. But yeah. uh, this week was a rough one. I kind of, um, because I stayed, I stayed in London for quite, London quite uh, for quite a while, maybe like a week, less than a week, I guess. But I did forget one of my meds for my blood sugar for my diabetes, mm. and I know we just had that. Did tres we? Leches, yeah, we talked about. Yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> I know we just had that tres leches um, with the endocrinologist. Am I correct? Yes, yes. Doctor um, Eric Mendoza. Dr. Eric Mendoza, thank you very much for that. And, you know, we did mention how it's important to just like manage your, your blood sugar and like keep your meds in, you know, like in place and stuff like that. But I forgot one of my meds, my long acting um, insulin at home. So for one week, I did not have that. And it had such a big effect on me as as in I felt so groggy and I do know it's because of my high blood sugar and I can't control it without that medicine and I felt so groggy I felt sleepy and tired all the time I couldn't walk it kind of reminded me of that feeling when I was undiagnosed before yeah um not knowing that I had diabetes but but at, at least this time I do know the reason why I'm sleepy all the time and like groggy like my mood was off and everything like my eyesight was you know blurry and I had a headache a tummy ache everything was just um everything was just affected by it and I feel like the reason why I wanted to talk about this is because I do know that diabetes is kind of like uh, common, I guess, when it comes to, you know, people, um, a lot of people know other people who have diabetes. And I, I remember people telling me sometimes that, oh, that's easy to manage. Oh, that's, oh, that's fine. That's fine. It's okay. It doesn't matter. You know, as long as you have, from, it's like, what I want to say is it's not that easy. I think it's like, I want to tell people that Yes, it is something that you can live with, but I feel like it's not something that you can kind of wing it. Um, you can't wing it. You can't wing it. And what's that word? I'm looking for a word. It's like you can't downsize it because the effects, it's magnitude, like the magnitude of the effect of, of high blood sugar is just too much for one's body. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if you don't experience it, you will never really know how it affects people 
So doesn't matter if it's high blood sugar or low blood sugar, it has a big effect on one's body. And I feel like to kind of like downplay, there we go. That's the word downplay, downplay. it. It's just, I don't think that's right. You know, it's something that people go through every single day. And I want people to know that, you know, it's a serious thing, but at the same time, you know, I mean, it is, it can be managed better to just say or something like that. You know, that's easy. <laughs> I don't think that's just yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, obviously they so, haven't been in, in your shoes. Right? Yeah. So. It, so what I'm saying is, it's just that I, I was kind of reminded this week how, you know, how, how serious it is to have that in your body. So, you know, drink your meds, drink water. If you can get your blood sugar and everything checked like JC. Yeah. Right. True. true. This weekend. And then speak with your family and your, cause like we talked about it on Tres Leches with Dr. Eric, right. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a team. It's a team thing, man. It's a team effort. Yeah. To kind yeah. Of, it's a lifelong team effort to, mm-hmm. to combat it and I guess keep it at bay and then manage it, manage diabetes. Yeah. Right. So it was a really rough week um, to the point where I was feeling a little feverish as well. It kind of, I felt like it really set me back with my work that I'm supposed to do for school. Um, I do have like, fuck, like three papers to write. Damn, and papers. That's one of the reasons yeah. I don't want to go back to school. No, that's, but that's one the of the thing. only reasons. I'm interested with the papers that I'm about to write. Okay, so the first one is about freedom of expression. And we already talked about that. And I do have some sort of idea what I want to write about. Mm -hmm. And then the others are really just about my experience. You know what I mean? Like my experience with making the documentary and stuff like that. So there are a lot of things that I was supposed to do this week, but it kind of set me back. But um, I'm now in the mindset of kind of like, taking back my life you know what I mean Hell like taking yeah. control take control it. of my life reclaim it oh but you know what I um I was watching a vlog uh earlier today which kind of helped me with um managing my time even better and I feel like I want to try to do this is to um um kind of like section your day in quarter so that you don't feel like let's say in the first quarter of the day you had a workout and then the second quarter of the day you kind of felt lazy um and then you just took a nap so that on the so that your brain will recognize that it's just the second quarter of the day that you had a nap and your day isn't ruined you can still do something in the third quarter or the fourth quarter you know what i mean yes. instead of instead of like once you take a nap you feel like, oh, my day is ruined and I'm going to be unproductive the whole day because I took that nap and I was lazy that time. Mm-hmm. Like you can you can convince your brain that, no, it was just for the second quarter. And now that it's the third quarter of the day, I can do something else. So I felt like that was really helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, that's what I want to do after getting sick the whole week. But it was really fun, actually. Um, Friday, I was feeling good. So we went out. Um, We went to like this bar in, I want to say, no, in London, Staines. That's the place. That's the name of the place. But um, I forgot the actual name of the bar, but it was really nice. It was like. 
uh, it's like a bar that you see in the movies where you kind of sit alone and then the bartender kind of like wipes the the table the floor, or and the like, table <laughs> yeah i get the it table and like yeah so it was a glass of beer at you i know <laughs> <laughs> and you know what i'm really surprised that they serve san miguel here like everywhere it's just oh, everywhere wow really yeah yeah so i don't know if it's like the san miguel that we have in the philippines but i feel like it is. Sure it is yeah sure it is. um but I feel like I found the beer that I like here. Um, it's is? called Neck Oil. I don't know if I, I told you about that because we went drinking also the week before. But the beer is called Neck Oil. And it's really light. It's like, it's really nice to drink. It's smooth and it's kind of sweet. <laughs> but the, the the name is a little bit off-putting, but it's called Neck Oil. So hey, I suggest you guys try <laughs> I know. Um, what else? Watched a bunch of stuff on Netflix. You know, just my normal stuff like Mindhunter, Young Sheldon. I've been watching a lot of um, it's Rem Life vlogs on YouTube. I feel like it's a type of vlog that's I don't know. It's just very specific with people. I don't know if people if if people are going to like it in general. But yeah, um, what else? Now I'm back here in Bristol and I'm ready to go, 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 really. Nice. And that's it. Finn. All right, Finn. All right. Shall we wapow to the first TT? Wapow. That was wow. really long. Where it, you been? <laughs> not really. Actually, I think our where you oh, been really? last week was much longer. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So we're, I think we're making good time. Uh, let's start with okay. Drag Den Philippines. Oh, yeah. Okay. NGKS. So Drag Den yeah, so Drag Den Philippines is um, another drag uh, competition, and they did finally um, unveil their official teaser video, which is like it's on Amazon Prime, I yeah, believe. Yeah, Prime Video. Yes, mm-hmm. Prime Video. There we go. Prime Video Philippines. So as you all know, Manila Luzon is kind of like heading the whole thing, hosting the whole thing. And then she will be joined... Um, by Sasa um, Binibining Nicole, Binibining Nicole Cordovez and Sasa Girl. They do have their, they're kind of like their names. May isa drag, wait lang. Is a drag um, dealer. And then the other one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My name's Sile. Wait lang. Okay. Oh, man. I lost it. But All anyway, right. see, Binibining Nicole Cordovez. Uh. She's yung drag dealer. And then I forgot yung kay Sasa girl. <laughs> yeah, it's really is. Yeah. And then they did unveil um, the the contestants. So the drag names are OA, which is. Um, it's quite common that we use it in the Philippines, right? Overacting. Maria Christ yeah, overacting. Maria Christina, Aries Knight, Barbie Q, as in Barbie, and then le- letter Q. Yeah. Shiwarma, okay. <laughs> Pura Luca Vega, Naia. <laughs> somebody's somebody's drag name is Naia. That's so funny. And Lady Gagita. So I don't know if they're gonna unveil more drag queens, but basically this is like the teaser video for the whole mm-hmm. thing. It was it was a kind of like an issue before uh, Drag Race Philippines started and uh, Drag Den announced because it was kind of like confusing for the drag fans to kind of like who who's starting who like why is 
Because is it like a as you know, or is it like a is it competition? Yeah, it was kind of like a little confusing, but at the same time, it was also confusing for Drag Race fans because Manila Luzon is a Drag Race contestant before in the U.S. Yes. and then coming here in the Philippines, people thought that oh, maybe she's going to host or head uh, Drag Race Philippines, but apparently not. Um, this started and it was in the works, but still, I feel like I feel like. In this um, setting, the more the merrier. Because now that Drag Race Philippines is done and people are still yearning for more, you know, drag content, mm-hmm. then we have Drag Den Philippines. And I feel like, you know, it's not really a competition on who's better. It's just that more content is being served to the people. It's like cooking so, shows, man. How many fucking yeah, cooking like a, shows do you, you know? I can you can't like have seven. enough. You can't yeah. have enough. Mm-hmm. So I'm just happy that, you know, they unveiled this whole drag den Philippines because it's been, it's been, you know, people have been talking about it for months. And now that we're here and we did, we kind of know how people um, consume drag uh content now after mm-hmm. drag race Philippines, you know, how they consume it in the Philippines. And yeah. after that, it's kind of like set a precedent in the parang. Oh, you know, people are more open about it. And you, you know, know, I have a there's a funny story. Like, so uh, I, when I was hanging out with Mark, right, he was mm-hmm. telling me about LinkedIn and like you can actually I didn't know this about LinkedIn. I have a LinkedIn. I just accepted your friend request, by the way, because I just logged right in a long time ago. <laughs> But you can actually apply for jobs through LinkedIn. I didn't know that. Like, I thought it was just to connect with people, but they have like a yeah. jobs listing. And I, I, was, I was just browsing through the jobs. Just, just wala lang. And there was one uh, job. I forgot the title. I have to find it. But one of the requirements was uh, like literally requirement for hiring was fan of drag race <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that is was, so fun because it, yeah. it wasn't a, it wasn't about like drag race philippines at all like the the job itself so i don't know if yeah. it was meant as a joke or if it was meant as maybe to, like, to show that maybe. you can hopefully bond with a team or whatever hopefully it's just a joke (laughs) (laughs) no but i feel like it really is such a big market and there's a bunch of things that you you know like there's like a bunch of talent that can be discovered and not just with a drag um what is that drag queens there's like a production that that where they where they where they perform i've seen it in some of my friends stories where is that it's like a bakery yeah there's a drag brunch yeah there's a drag brunch and then it's like a small, like a small place, small restaurant, but you can literally see the drag, um, the drag queen perform right in front of you. They're not on a stage. They're literally in front of you, the same floor that you're sitting on. So it's pretty, I can't remember yeah, can our, the you name fans, of that restaurant. Can let us know restaurant. what that one's called? Yeah. I, I, I but they do a drag out. brunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, uh, is it, I think it's boy something. The name of the the place, Baker Boy or something? Oh, parang ganon. I will look. Actually, I will Google that in a bit. Yeah, but anyway. just to uh, just to kind of for the official details, it does premiere on December eight by a Prime mm-hmm. Video Philippines Drag Den Philippines. I wonder what the format's gonna be like, right? Yeah. yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it's gonna be different because you know. Um, Drag Race already has kind of like a template on how they do things, how they edit, and they already have names for the little segments and all the little shows. So I'm sure it's going to be different because that's all like already tied with 
uh, drag race mm-hmm. already, that kind of format. Yeah. So hopefully, and, and plus, you know, you kind of want to see something different this time, yeah. right? I, I, I agree because I, I feel like that's the reason why different cooking shows are, are uh, what do you call it? That's why there's mm-hmm. fans of, for example, Hell's Kitchen. They like the stress or whatever of, of, of yeah. Gordon Ramsay versus maybe something like, I don't know, like Anthony Bourdain, for example, who's more about dissecting like a the, documentary yeah, like style. That style yeah so yeah there's 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 beauty in having different uh aspects of i guess in this case drag be yeah. shown uh and by the way uh it's called butter boy they're butter boy croissant boy. <laughs> bake shop in Quezon city is reinventing but you know what with a drag show you theme. know what there are a lot of uh, coffee shops right now and restaurants who are opening and they're hiring drag queens, which just makes you realize that, you know, the drag world is it's a career. It's an industry that you can actually get into and get paid professionally. Hell yeah. You know, it's not just a hobby. It's not just there for entertainment, but it's actually a paying career that you can get into. You know what I mean? Which yes. kind of like. Um, empowers empowers people who are in in that industry mm-hmm. so yeah um drag den philippines and you guys if you can support also butter boy go ahead it it's Check in it Quezon city yeah there we go and huh? wapow. wapow all right let's talk about jimmy fallon jimmy fallon you might know him late night show talk host sometimes actor who's uh well he I was guess, in um he was in oh, bad and brothers Yon Band of Brothers. He was in Taxi with Queen Latifah, which I actually kind of enjoyed. But anyway, Jimmy Fallon, he was trending uh, for all the wrong reasons, but not by his. It's not his fault, by the way. Uh, The hashtag RIP Jimmy Fallon trended earlier this week on Twitter, although Jimmy Fallon is still very much alive and well. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I had to I had to really check, like double check, triple check everything and i feel like this is also a lesson for everybody that it's so easy to triple check nowadays everything is on the internet okay don't believe what you instantly see on your twitter timeline <laughs> especially with the environment of twitter right now i believe it if it's on wikipedia which i know is wrong but <laughs> no no you know when i see if someone like if i'm really confirming if someone died if i go yeah. to their wikipedia and I see the birth date and then uh, death date on there, then I, for me, that's good enough for me. And it, it's weird because Wikipedia can be edited by anyone or whatever, but it seems yeah. like they always find the right sources to to put it on there. Because you can't just edit it at will. You you have to provide sources, I think, as far as I know yeah. about Wikipedia. So, for example, when Kobe Bryant died, I went on Wikipedia and then it didn't show up yet at first. And then I refreshed it. I kept refreshing. And then when it finally showed, that's when I was like, oh, fuck, it's true. <laughs> Not the best advice, but I just I just thought I would say that that's how I find out people are. Happy. You know what, though? I kind of I was listening to this one podcast uh, over the weekend talking about. Well, I, I was researching about my paper on freedom of expression, but they did talk about like the difference of a journalist nowadays and, you know, people who can be journalists. um, people on the internet basically right yes and it's kind of like they were saying that the difference is you know journalists they have that responsibility that they hold um to the point where they kind of like triple check the information that they're about to release 
onto the world. Okay. Um, compared to somebody who's just on the internet, that sometimes um, you kind of forego that responsibility because you know it's just something that you share online. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just out there. So for you, do you kind of like agree with that? My my question when it comes to fact checking sources and whatever, mm-hmm. right? I don't know because since you since you're you're taking a class now, especially about that involves that kind of line of work. My question is, who do you check to make sure it's true? Is what I'm saying. Because if if mm-hmm. you're checking someone, I, I know it sounds like uh, parang I'm being philosopher or whatever, right? But if you're checking someone to make sure that they're being real, so you check it with other people, but they have to check with other people too. Like the checks and balances of it all, how do you know you're not just kind of checking the the same like information from sources that are not valid? Like what is a valid source? Like, cause we've seen it time and time again, even with sources that we think are legitimate, like even mm-hmm. if pick your favorite news, uh, newspaper or news, whatever news outlet, Rappler, yeah. Inquirer, Daily Star, whatever, like pick one that you think that you can trust, but they have made mistakes in the past as well. Oh yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So how do you know how to check what's real? Is it if, if three people say it, if four sources that you think well, are true say it, like, how do you know what's good? But I know that there is, you know, that line of thinking that you have to triangulate your information mm-hmm. before putting it out there, before publishing, which is at the minimum three sources, three legitimate sources. But I do get what you're saying. Like, how do you know that they're legitimate? Mm. Obviously, there are ways to kind of kind of know, obviously, if they're an expert, if they they've done research, if they're in that field, you know what I mean? Like. If they were in, let's say, in the scene that that event happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, there are like there are ways to kind of like identify that these are legitimate sources. And that's the reason why you have to triangulate, because mm-hmm. you have to kind of check that these three people say the same thing. Right. And I feel like that's how you know that something is um, kind of like allowed to be published out there. Okay. And that's a difference. I feel like that's what they were saying in the podcast that's a difference with people on social media where they can just tweet, tweet hashtag r.i.p jimmy fallon i know yeah. tweet or post something and not kind of see the repercussions and the effect of mm. what they're tweeting so do you think you know it's I mean? more of a, a labeling problem like people who who have obviously a lot of influence on them. let's say big twitter followers yeah. uh for example elon musk he's not a journalist hmm. Well, if he tweets something, a lot of people are going to take it oh, as yeah. the truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, so do you think it's a it's a it's a labeling thing? Like not Elon Musk in particular, but there are people who are self-proclaimed uh, truth tellers or or, or yeah. uh, maybe I don't know if they identify as journalists online. Maybe they have a blog, which yeah. I, could, I could see people identifying as like, hey, I'm a blogger, but I want to speak the truth. Uh, but then you have to question like, is it what truth is this, et cetera? You know right. what? We are really hitting two birds with one stone because I'm about to write my paper after this conversation. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I feel notes. like I know, I know, right? No, but I feel like it's really up to the person consuming um that information yeah, to yeah. also to also check. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. But then again, if you are consuming with let's, let's say a news from a from a news website or like a a tweet from a from a news agency mm-hmm. you're supposed to kind of like trust them that what they're posting 
is the truth. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it really is. <laughs> I know it really is kind of like a blurry situation right now, especially with social media. Yeah. There was a funny now, exchange, anybody... by the way, about uh, about this whole Twitter thing with yeah. uh, Jimmy Fallon actually ask Elon Musk, like, can you fix can you fix this hashtag RIP Jimmy Fallon? You know what he said? Elon Musk, he said, fix what? What (laughs) What a douche. Oh, also, I feel like it was also like a content goldmine for the show after that trended because they did a lot of stuff on the Jimmy Fallon show, like Tonight Show. Yeah. Involving it. It's like... Yeah, it's the first that it's happened. It happened around oh my. down that he had a, mm. a death, like uh, a death hoax, which I've seen so many times. Like Jackie Chan, I I remember seeing like Jackie Chan has died like five times since high school. Yeah, I don't know why they pick on certain <laughs> celebrities. Well, I know, right? I mean, it would be it's a crushing loss <laughs> for for I mean, if it was Jackie Chan, but, yeah. You know? Like, what if, you know, like, hopefully it doesn't happen, but what if it does? And it's like, people don't believe it. It's like, people don't believe it anymore. Yeah, there's been, I mean, I think one of the reasons why this is kind of uh, taking headlines as well, the RIP Jimmy Fallon thing, is that the there's been a lot of disinformation i mean there's always been disinformation on social media yeah but there's been a lot of like chaos happening on twitter because of well all of the new changes and remember last week we talked about the paid verification uh it it so happened that maybe like a day after we recorded that uh twitter suspended that for the time being because people were impersonating other people yeah and it was just causing so much confusion and and not just not just other people like like accounts of let's say Apple Music, mm-hmm. people can do that with businesses. you know Spotify businesses, Google or whatever. And if they have a blue check, Deva, you can literally say whatever you want. For real, for real. <laughs> and even if it says parody, like the the rule is right that you have to write parody in your header yeah. and and in your name now. Apparently, I mean, it's as still, if still very, it's still very confusing. I know. As yeah. if we don't have enough information already to process on the internet. Yeah. That was dadagdag pato na parang, you have to double check accounts now? I thought <laughs> it's supposed to be easier if you have a blue check mark for us to believe what they're tweeting. And now we have to double check. Yeah. So go watch, the, uh, <laughs> watch, this, watch Jimmy Fallon's monologue. I think he addressed it pretty well uh, after, yeah. the, after the incident. But I think that's the any- only way. I think that's the only way to kind of like address the whole situation, make light of it, you know, like, I guess for them, it's also kind of like a good move because more people will be tuning in the show. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. I mean, they had, they turned what could have been like bad. It wasn't even bad publicity, but they were able no, to turn that publicity into like better publicity in a sense. I wonder though, if like more people, if their viewership kind of like grew over the weekend or something. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder. I'm sure people would be curious to hear what his thoughts were on it. I mean, yeah. that's a, that's a pretty crazy. Cause he, in his monologue, he said that he was just out at dinner with his wife when, when he heard <laughs> about it. Imagine like what? Imagine seeing that yeah. trending RIP and then your name. <laughs> what the hell? At first I bet he was so scared. Like I bet yeah. you he thought he was canceled or something, right? That's what that was for my mind would go if it was like if I wasn't dead, but I saw R.I.P. and then my name, I'd be like, mm-hmm. "Fuck, what happened, bro?" You know what? 
I do want to be in Jimmy Fallon's shoes um, at one point in his life when he was in a prank war with Rihanna. Do you remember oh, that? Yeah, I do. Was it was it him? I think so. It was I'm him, pretty right? sure it was him. Parang, sure it was him. Pumasok si Rihanna sa bahay niya while they were sleeping and like nakikun- actually you know yeah. what I want to be in the shoes of Jimmy Fallon's wife. Okay? Kasi yung nakikipagkonchaba siya with Rihanna and the wife and like they kind of like played loud music in the middle of the night while he was yeah, sleeping. It was him, right? It was Jimmy. Yeah, Fallon. I think it was Not him. Jimmy Kim- yeah. It might have been Jimmy Kimmel. But I know Wait. that prank I know the prank war that you're talking about. Yeah. Like, there was a prank war with uh where and then they even, I think there was a similar one with, uh, was it Dua Lipa or something? I think Dua Lipa. Oh, no, it's there. Jimmy Kimmel. It was Jimmy Kimmel. Okay. Yeah, but I remember there, I think they, they, they had like Dua Lipa too uh, on a, yeah. something like that. But anyway. Oh, also, Seth Meyers had that drinking game. Was it Seth Meyers or was it Jimmy Fallon? <laughs> I don't know. The, who, do you have a fa- Mine's Conan, right? Conan's my favorite. Like, oh, really? Yeah, I like Conan. Seth Meyers. Seth, I think Seth he's pretty cool. Yeah, he's smart, and I feel like his he's smooth when it comes to his jokes and stuff. Seth Myers, yeah, it was yeah. Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, Jimmy Kimmel, Rihanna pranks Jimmy yeah. Kimmel, which was a good video, fun video, fun video. It was. I would yeah. love to be there. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, thoughts on R.I.P. Wapow? Okay, uh, let's it. go with our last TP for today. This one, a nice little uplifting story coming from. Uh, a basketball player named Isaac Humphrey. So he's not like we mentioned at the start of the mix. He's not a super well-known guy. Uh, he's not an all-star in the NBA or whatever, but he's a professional basketball player uh, for a team called Melbourne United in Australia. And on Tuesday earlier this week, he came out publicly as gay on Twitter, where he posted on his social media a video where he opened up to his teammates about his struggles about coming out, his mental health during that time. And he also actually, uh, trigger warning, had uh, he shared about his past suicide attempt because he was living uh, what he thought was like a lie. He couldn't be himself, mm. especially in, he even said it in the, in this world that he's living in, you know, the, in terms of a basketball environment. And yeah. there's so much, I mean, if you, if you think about basketball, there's a lot that it has a lot to do with when it, when it comes to hyper-masculinity, yeah, hyper-masculinity. I mean, we talked about John Amores last week, right? All the punching and whatever, like you, those are the things that are sometimes usually associated with basketball. Although of course there's women basketball players and there's women's leagues. Uh, when you go to a basketball court, you, you see guys talking trash and you know, it, it's, it's like a uh, very hyper-masculine environment. And he said that he couldn't, he felt that he could not be, he thought that he could not be that person within that environment. And it was kind of inside. It was slowly, decaying him from the inside in a sense so if you want to check out the video it's isaac humphreys seven i i don't know if i retweeted but i know i liked it so if you can go check it on my likes on twitter but it was a it just makes you think that like first of all that's a really brave thing to do because a he might get you know for fear of uh he might get bashed or he is he might be afraid his teammates might not accept him Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. How would you feel about that? Right. Hmm. I don't know because I feel like at this point, if somebody decides to come out in their own terms, of course it should be celebrated. I feel like there should be some sort of celebration when it comes to that. But at the same time, it's like, you know, 
I feel like I want it to be normal nowadays. When somebody wants to come out, they've come out and they've told the truth. And then now they can just live their life normally. Yeah. Uh, it's actually, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's, it's a, that's a good point. Like they, they can continue. But do you think that if you were the person coming out, for example, do you, would you be afraid that people would treat you differently afterwards? I feel like that's a valid concern, right? Oh yeah, definitely. Right. Even in the, let's say in the locker room, for example, or in the showers, Mm -hmm. uh, I could imagine like, like guys who are, you know, straight, maybe they, they would act differently, even if they don't mean to, does that make sense? Like they don't mean to come off as being different or weird, but, Knowing someone else is no one. Someone is like who you thought was straight is now gay, and you're on the same team. You might start acting differently because you want to, I don't know, make them feel comfortable. But you, do you want that to change the way that your teammates acted towards you before you came out? But I feel like even if you don't want, you know, it to change like a situation, it will. It is some sort of. It is a big change for some people. You know, I mean, like, I didn't really officially, let's say I didn't really officially come out that I'm bisexual or whatever. But Mm -hmm. it's like, if you do, and you kind of put yourself in that situation, I feel like on some level, there will be some sort of change. But yeah, um, I don't really have thoughts on that. But I I kind of I was kind of like thinking, maybe there is um, a reason why people, especially when you're in the limelight like that, you're in, you're in a hyper masculine industry, mm-hmm. let's say that I think a lot of people kind of like choose not to officially come out. It's because they don't want to be in a like box out. Like, you yeah. don't want to be put in a box where let's say instead of calling them just a basketball player, it's always the gay, the gay basketball, basketball player, yeah. player. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not so, to say, by the way, like, uh, you know, like, it's gay, not bad. The gay men can be masculine, right? Like, that, yeah. So it's not bad. It's just that I get what you're talking about in, in terms of the perception of a basket, mm. the common perception and how if you yeah. kind of break away from that, people will be like, oh, they're that basketball player that has something else attached to, mm-hmm. you know, what I mean, it's not, they're just a basketball player. And I could see that being a uh, a big hindrance because I'm sure like there's got to be right because there's got to be more gay men basketball players out there who are just not coming out of the closet or coming yeah. out right. And I think if what do you think would caught would would bring more acceptance or make that happen more often? What do you think would be a a catalyst for that? Um, I think in general, really. Like, in general, like, it's not just in the basketball world that we should be talking about this, right? Because I feel like if there's more stigma in an aspect of people's, like, if there's more stigma in this, you know, one thing, like, the only way to combat is it is to talk about it, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not just with the basketball world. But I do know that, I mean, like, I feel like if, if, let's say, they're backed up by their team, their management, their teammates, you know, it's a, it's a whole, you know, it's a team thing. Um, I feel like it would be easier to talk about it. You know what the I mean? The video is really touching at the end because you see his teammates, uh, you know, hugging him and uh, yeah. supporting him. So go watch the video, but just to like for official, like uh story, he's now the second men's basketball player to come out as gay while actively playing 
in a top league around the world. And I remember this. Legend. Uh, I remember this because the first guy who did it, he was on a team mm. that I followed, the New Jersey Nets at the time. Right. Or now the Brooklyn Nets. His name was Jason Collins. He played center. And he came out towards the end of his career, which was, I think, 2012 or 2013. So I remember that story. And I'm surprised that it's been seven, eight, nine years since uh, something, another big story has come out. So it's not that common. So hopefully it uh, this is this will give like his video, uh, Humphrey's video, Isaac Humphrey's video will let people be more accepting and maybe encourage yeah. and help others who are who struggled with the same things that he did. Uh, be, obviously, have to come up forward for that. Yeah. And obviously this will have like a more positive effect mm-hmm. um, on people because, you know, like if you see more people in uh, the entertainment industry in different industries who are let's say in the lgbtq plus lgbtqia plus community you know you will realize that yeah okay you are gay but you can also be you know an engineer you can be everything that you want to be yeah. you know what i mean you can be in the bas- basketball, basketball player, player. Professional basketball player yeah so any more thoughts on uh, isaac humphreys and his video online that's it, me. All right. Shall we wapow? Wapow. Okay. Right. So we have a random Reddit mm-hmm. and we did say, we did um, ask the question at first, at the first part. So what's a reason you stop being someone's friend? And this is on r slash ask Reddit posted okay. six hours ago. Mm-hmm. We found a few interesting answers, short ones. Okay. This one is actually pretty relatable. And I do know a lot of people who kind of like do this too. So CT guy says distance, no issues with them, no hard feelings. They just moved away and lost touch and hope they're well. And I feel like that's valid. Dude, that's hits home for me because yeah. when, when I was in the States uh, last month, right? I, I, I touched base with a lot of my friends from work like uh, that I was hanging out, you know, when I was in, I was 20, 21, 22, I mm-hmm. uh, was hanging out with all these same similar age uh, guys and girls, right? As me. And it's been seven years since I came back. And now some of them are getting married. Some of them are, have kids. And some of them like are just off, like working all the time. Like back in the day when I was that age, we would have, there was always someone to hang out with back then. And right. there's always someone who had a day off. Or there's someone who was, you know, after school, like there's more tech at school, you know, you don't go to school for eight hours a day, right? Unlike work. So there was always someone to kick it with back then. And I felt like really sad that that time of, I wouldn't say that time of my life is over, but that time of like their lives is different now. And yeah. couldn't, you know, it's not, it's not the same anymore. It felt, it felt like we're still friends, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But that, that connection of like you'll never go back to that that feeling yeah and i feel like it's It's also easier to understand it's sad but i feel like it's also easier to understand between two people that if our friendship does end it's because of the distance and nothing else like you didn't do anything wrong i don't have to wonder if i did something wrong it's just because of the distance and some people are just more kind of physical when it comes to their relationships, not mm-hmm. just, you know, romantic relationships, but friendships. Yeah. So I am kind of like that. Like I do get more close with people who are in the same vicinity as me. Mm-hmm. So like for some people, it's just easier. And there are a lot of people out there who like to have friends 
online. So it's just different. Okay. Uh, here we have um, another one. This okay. one from Competitive Depth 96. Actually, <laughs> they gave a lot, but uh, here's a couple. So I had a friend who always tried to one up me and trash talk mm. any of my accomplishments. That friendship didn't last long. Uh, very yeah. familiar with, I'm sure, Filipinos too, the crab mentality slash one upsmanship mm-hmm. that is very common here. Have you, have you ever had a friend like that? Who tried to just be like? Um, I don't remember because maybe they weren't in my life for that long. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Feeling ko, ako, I can recognize people who are trying to one up me right away to the point that I don't even put in the effort of being their friend. Like, mm. recognize ko na kaagad na okay, this person will be kind of like a competition to me, and I don't want that stress in my life, so I'm not just gonna, I'm just not gonna be friends with them anymore mm-hmm. but uh, because i feel like there are some friendships that if there is a healthy com- competition would work but i think it depends on you because are you a competitive person i feel like you are a little bit because um, i'm not at all kind i don't really sometimes i feel i can't help but compare my like accomplishments with people who i look up to mm. uh, but more of like inspiration rather than jealousy i would say yeah yeah you know like uh, there's there's like goals that i want to accomplish and i'm like damn i wish Mm -hmm. i could be like this person or achieve the success that this person has had but i look at more i look at i look at that as more of but how did they get there and i kind of want to emulate that yeah but would i be but i don't have any (laughs) like i don't know like if they were my friends would it be a different dynamic i don't know I feel like I've worked with people who are trying to compete with me, but I wasn't trying to compete with them. And it was hard for me to kind of like work around them because, because I'm just doing me and I feel like they're thinking that, but in reality, what I was just doing is I was just trying to work, man. But in their eyes, it's like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but it is different if you're just workmates compared to if you guys are like quote unquote friends, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Anyway. The thing that I've had that I never had is uh, like lifelong friends. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, like yeah, you yeah. had him when you were, you met him when you were like six. And then now yeah, you're, like, I you're get like 30 it. and you're still right. friends. I don't have any of those. Like I made friends in elementary school, but then I didn't keep in touch after but that. it I made stayed friends. there. Yeah. And I have oh, friends in high school going. who are, I, I'm, I'm still close with some of my high school friends, but I don't talk to them all the time. And we only yeah. see each other every few years. I don't have that friend that you is like, is there every, like every year you yeah. see each other. Every Yung parang, year. You know what I mean? Yung tipong kilala ng mom mo, yeah, tapos yeah. yung mga tipong, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't have that. I have cousins. So I have cousins that I am really close with that I feel it. But in terms of non-blood related, I don't, I haven't had that. And it, I, I always wonder what that would have, what that would feel like. Yeah. And could anything break that bond? That would be so crazy. That um, would be so cool too, to be like in your 40s and your 50s and you still have that kind of like, friendship that you can fall back to but then again it's not impossible to have that you know in your adult life it's just that you know what i realized it's really hard to make friends 
in as an adult. Oh, yeah. It really is. It yeah, is yeah. so it's like I I would want to be your friend. It's just that there are a lot of things that I am accustomed to that I want to do by myself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Rather than be with like a group, especially a group of friends. Like I'm good with a one-on-one kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But when it's a group, I'm like I tend to just like step back a little bit. Yeah. But that's that's um, kinda that's kinda right because you you've made a lot of friends uh through different communities though, right? I do. Yeah, actually, you know, that's the thing with me, with my friendships, I kind of thrive more when when I have like a one on one friendship in different aspects of my life. So I have one friend, like I have one close friend back in high school. Mm -hmm. I have maybe a couple of close friends in college. And then I have a couple at work. And then there. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's not like a big barcada kind of thing. Yeah. It's kind of like different aspects of my life. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, thankfully, there would be times that I would need to invite all of them and they don't know each other. But since they're also friendly, they, they end up being friends with each other. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. So anyway. Uh, a couple um, more maybe from here? Yeah. This one is kind of... Um, this one is kind of specific, but what do you think about this? Okay. Madisonville449 says, I got her a job at my company and then she didn't show up on day one. Oh. Because I get it. It's like, you vouch for them. It's on you. Yeah, dude. Oh, it's man. on you. I feel that. Secondhand shame. Mm-hmm. I feel I like that's happened uh, in the past to me. Uh where I recommended something for somebody. Oh my gosh. Me. No. I did that. <laughs> Remember? Oh, the, the voice. No, no, no. <laughs> Guys, no, but it's because you didn't have Skype me. though. That's why. Yeah. That was your I fault. know. I was saying. Who uses Skype, bro? Who uses Skype? Be Thank honest. you for being so understanding, my friend. <laughs> so what happened was like, I asked Rika, like, do you want to do this gig, right? This side yeah, part, innocent. side line. And she said, yeah. Yeah. And I sent it. And then like, they, like they had they they communicate via Skype because yeah they're and like I had to like seventy years old right <laughs> so you know Rika but still I could have thingy, uh, yeah message. I could have put in more effort I guess though, but so yeah but Skype I'm bro. so sorry come on I know <laughs> no 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 I, I'm trying to think of, there's another scenario in the past where I vouched for someone and it was like they didn't they didn't like step up I forgot what it was though it was in in the states still. But that's the thing. It's like secondhand. Like it's not your fault that they didn't show up, but obviously they would have to put the blame on somebody, and it's mm, going to be you, mm-hmm. right? Truth. Yeah. Truth. Uh, um, and then you have one last. Yeah, one more from Quiet Dapper. Okay. This one's uh, perfect because we don't like babies, right? Uh, <laughs> she was nice, but her kids were truly awful, completely uh, out of control. Rats. They were mean and d- dangerous. When playing with my kids and my poor kids always got hurt. I broke it off for my oh, kids. So, so they it wasn't really the friend. Kids. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't really because of the uh, friend. It was the friend's kids. Has anyone ever been, have you, would you consider being not a friend with someone because you didn't like their kids? Hell yeah. Well, well, yeah. <laughs> or it's more like I would be less inclined into hanging out with them because, you know, they have annoying kids. Dude, there are some but demon never- kids out there. I have oh, yeah. met some night. I was like, mm-hmm. fuck, these are spawn of Satan kids. Yeah. Like they are so, I don't, I can't name, like, I don't remember where, I just remember in my life, I've run into like kids that are just so awful. Mm-hmm. And if they were my friends, kids, I'd be like, fuck, I don't want to hang out with you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, 
my, I have a, I have an age range where I would love to hang out with kids, like toddlers, you know, like somewhere where they can talk a little bit, but not too much. And then once they hit this age, I stop hanging out with them until the point that they can legally drink. And oh, I can nice. drink with them. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was thinking you know like I mean? 14 up is good. Anything below 14, their brains nah, are, dude. are... I can't... I can't uh, I feel like I can't hold a stimulating conversation. No, the thing is, you can hold a, a stimulating conversation with a 14-year-old. It's just that they don't want to talk to you. And you can see it in their faces. And I'm like, if you don't want to talk to me, then bitch, mm. get the hell out of my way. True. Okay? If you think I'm so uncool, then go ahead. Dude, okay? I, I don't want to talk to you I, either. <laughs> I like. I kind of like that aspect because I, 100%, unless they are a, a savant, I know 100% I am dominant uh intellectually <laughs> you know right I, you know i always know can't believe I'm, we're like I'm, beefing with, <laughs> with with imaginary kids right if i'm talking to some 14 year olds i 100 percent know i'm smarter than oh yeah like oh, no yeah. way I, that they are smarter <laughs> than me and i have more life experience and if it were come you know push come to shove i would be physically more dominant oh, than if, you had to, if i had to fight them right for whatever reason just oh, imaginary wait, no. kids that we want to fight did i did i uh my cousin this is a, this is a off off base but my cousin sent me this thing right this, okay. this tiktok it's a little fucked up would and the question was would you rather fight uh 10 100 year olds or 100 110 <laughs> year olds for like wait oh it was 10, 100 year it, wait. It, it was uh if we're like 10 100 year olds 10 100 year olds or 110 year olds for like a million dollars and you, there's no legal repercussions it was easier to 10 take 100 down, yeah it's easier to take down 10 100 year olds yeah. the, the tiktok video guy said that even though it's easier he would love to beat up on 110 year olds like because <laughs> you could throw them around and and like dude if, if there's no legal repercussions i would pick the 110 year olds 100 percent. yeah i know no yeah for you hell yeah dude, oh just no because there... of that pleasure of punching no, a 10 year old yeah yeah <laughs> not that i want to do it i'm just saying there's no legal ramifications uh, the pleasure uh, that you would again. take from dude come on you never no. wanted to throw a kid like against the wall. Not really, but if the the stakes are the what do you call this like a million dollars and no legal I would, repercussions. That's the, that's the would, important part. Because I feel like I can take down 10 100 year year olds without kind of like a major disaster going yeah. on. I can just like push them, them to the ground and they would be super slow to get up, right? And now I can get my one mil- instead of like Putting in all of that effort to punch a hundred ten year olds, I don't think so. Yeah, but it would be like wrestling, you know, like you're wrestling. You know what I mean? Like they would be super it's like fast. You're, it's I like can. you're the Rock or 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 you're you know Triple H or Stone Cold, and you're just going to town on these. Like they they literally cannot beat you. I am tired already. Right. <laughs> uh, anyway, that was a little off topic. But I know. <laughs> Okay, here we go again, but oh, there man. we go. That's, that's, that's the podcast. That is, that is, that is. Um, thank you for listening. Anything to plug? Oh, we still have until the end of the month. Uh, if you want to check out our Sun Talks on Demand, go listen to those mixes. Uh, of course, brought to you by Sun Life Philippines. There is a chance for you to win 
I don't know. I'm speaking with that accent. 50,000 pesos <laughs> worth of gift certificate. If you click on the link and vote for us as podcaster of the year. Yes. And uh, Rika did share her diabetes insights earlier. So if you want to check out our trust leches with Dr. Eric Mendoza and find out the importance of uh, controlling your diabetes, we have that mix out as well. Anything you want to plug, Rika G, 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 G? Um, go check out 1C Coffee in Capitolio. And that's it. That's it. Uh, follow us online, the Halala Show, uh, everywhere except for Instagram, where it's just Halala Show. You can email yep. us at thehalalashow at gmail.com. Oh, also join our Leche Fam uh, Facebook group. So mm-hmm. you guys can just search for the Halala Show Leche Fam on Facebook. It's a it's a private group, so you have to um, request and then answer just a few questions. Yeah. Which are, what holy questions? Shit, but would I you know. Eat, Secret. Would you eat... Uh, Chicharron, skin chicharron. <laughs> right? Come on, I need to pee, okay? Right, okay, all right, okay. next song. <laughs> I totally forgot. <laughs> 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 I love the show. Bye. Later, later. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.